When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 121 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie. 121. 121 and a half. That's almost 55 kilos. RIP. That's a great weight class. That's a great weight class. Still still in effect at junior. Still exists at the junior level. Um... But yeah, Willie, holy cow, where do, where do we begin here? Um, obviously, we have a major, major, humongous announcement that's going to go down live on Flow Radio here. Later in the show, Nashawn Garrett will be calling, chatting with him. He's got some news to share, and we're... Nashawn's a fun cat. Oh, man. One of, one of my faves to watch through the years. Um, what were we watching? We... I think we were watching Big Tens at it, uh yeah Big Ten that was, semis. That was Big Tens, right at EIWAs. So after day one, we me and Christian were at EIWAs. Uh, Mike Mal was there too, and um, after day one of EIWAs, we were all in the same hotel and we set up and watched uh, Big Ten quarters or semis or whatever they were, and and uh, us three and Nation and Gabe Dean. So that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Very nice kid. Absolutely. Great kid. And so the first topic we're going to start off with today, though, um, is kind of a cool. kind of a touchy one. Um, I don't know if everybody's heard because it kind of broke yesterday, but Minnesota, Minnesota Golden Gophers are having some difficulties. And the issue stems from prescription pill improprieties. And uh, before we get into the, the, the topic, let me just say, um, as, as the site editor, you know, you have to pick and choose what you put up and what you do not put up, what you discuss and what you do not discuss. And at no time um, do you ever want to suppress, uh, you don't want to suppress a story, um, and whether it's whether it's good for wrestling or bad for wrestling, um, you don't want to you don't want to suppress a story because it's bad for wrestling. It's if it's news and it's happening, you got to put it up. Um, that being said, I don't always run the things that are bad right away because I'm not an ambulance chaser and I'm not gonna put up and smear somebody's name or a program's name um, for the sake of for the sake of having something up. And if there's no legs to it, 
There's no legs to it. But in this case, there's certainly legs to this story, Christian. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any denying that. And you know, we they say, you know, you guys are supposed to be promoting wrestling. Um I think you're confused a little bit about what this is a huge this is a huge story. Uh, at face value, it's a huge story. Whether it goes one step further, uh, there's a drug problem at Minnesota. That's that's baseline where you're at. Okay, that's that's what's happening right now, and that's that's a big story. And you know, a, a week or so ago, Willie, I, I ripped um, a, another wrestling website for running an incredibly misleading headline about a guy who one time wrestled. He was labeled a. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm. You know what I'm saying? So so that's kind yeah, of yeah yeah yeah. All right, it, let me explain. Let me. Hey Willie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to explain. So with that, they they ran this story. That said, former star wrestler charged with murder or whatever his wife. First of all, this dude was a D3 non-qualifier years ago. Okay? Years ago. And he gets labeled a star wrestler. So, okay. So anyone that basically what they're saying is anyone that ever wrestled, if they ever commit any crime... That that's news? No, no, no. That's not how it works. Okay. Well, they I got, mean, why couldn't they put uh, accountant at Chase? Yeah, you may as well attribute it to his. I said this in my rant. You you could have said his his major. You could attribute it to anything. He was loosely tied to the community. That doesn't make it a wrestling story. Okay. So, you know, they tried to blame the original source of the story, which was like the Chicago Tribune. Um, you're the wrestling media. You know that's misleading, and you ran it anyway. So don't don't slough off the blame. You you put up a garbage story with a garbage headline, and we're gonna call you out because that's unnecessary, and that is not wrestling news. Because someone wrestled one time and commits a crime does not make it wrestling news. Now the University of Minnesota, a Big Ten power, drug problem, that is wrestling news. The well, old- I guess I just wanted to. I just I guess I just wanted to clarify and and be metatextual for a moment in yeah, the sense that why are you. What's that? Metatextual. Could you explain well, that? Well, yeah, it's it's. Metatextual means talking about what you're talking about. Talking about the story. Anyway, look it up. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to explain why, because if we run and we discuss a Minnesota story, this Minnesota story, um, the question might be, well, the Old Dominion story came out and there was nothing on flow about it. Um, well, we for one, we talked about it. Okay, right, but we didn't run an article. We didn't put up any of the stuff that other people put up. Um, and, and the reason is because I I'm not going to do that until there's things are substantiated. I mean, you can make a claim. You could I could sue Willie I, I, right I, now. Right, I could I could file a lawsuit right now that said Christian Piles slanders me, and if somebody, you know, Christian Piles robbed the bank, I could tweet that right now and. Uh, there's no legs to it, but it's it's a bad look for Christian, right? So uh, this athlete Jordan Marshall might he might sue ODU for um, not providing medical care, but and negligence. But I- until there's legs to it, until anything's substantiated, uh, I'm not going to give ODU bad press. All right, so that's why I, I will determine at what point. A story has merit, and then I and then I'll, I'll run it or not run it. And uh, unfortunately, this Minnesota issue 
has has legs. It does have legs, and you know you've got sources coming forward from. Explain the explain the whole thing, Christian. All right, B- backing it up. Months ago, Jay Robinson got word of th- these drug issues within the program. Guys were selling. Members of the team were selling and using Xanax, which is a psych drug. Um, anti-anxiety. Anti-anxiety. They they put it in energy drinks, apparently. It gets you high. Pills. Oh, my. Willie and I spent this weekend talking about pills. Like, that's the what an epidemic that is. But anyways, so Jay apparently got word of it. He confiscated the stuff. He, I think he held the kids accountable or tried to, to some degree. Um, and, and that's... So that's where where we're at, and then a, a Minnesota wrestler comes forward, and you know they're selling five dollars a pill, eight dollars for for anyone else, fourteen hundred pills was discussed. Um, yeah, know, it was it was mass quantities, mass quantities, felonious amounts, and felonious. I think that's undeniable. Fourteen hundred pills, so half of it went to the river. But let's put a timeline to it too. So one week, one week after. The NCAA season, one week after NCAAs, um, then this is reported, right? This is this is in multiple, this timeline and these allegations and these details are in multiple, um, multiple reports. Multiple outlets reported the same thing. Um, one week after the season, J. Rob calls the kids into the calls a team meeting and addresses the issue. I know there's issues with these things. Let's fess up. You guys you guys need to change your ways. Right. Right? So, uh, uh, allegedly, J-Rob um, had them turn in, all their, turn in all the pills. If you turn in the pills and... You write a letter. You, and you write an essay, a one-page essay on w- why you know what you did wrong and how you let your family and teammates down and how you're going to change, change your ways... And and we won't get the authorities involved. We'll you know we'll handle it in house. Um, that's the way J. Rob tried to handle it, and somehow it leaked. Right, Christian? What, what was the detail there? Yeah, I don't know. It got out. It, it. I'm not sure why or how. I mean, this this wrestler says, I felt like going to the authorities was the right thing to do. Um, which which Jay, you know, obviously didn't didn't agree with, didn't want to take it down the road. And it's interesting because Do you agree with it? I I don't know where where I stand on it honestly. But the thing I keep coming back to is this happens in at college athletics all the time to some degree. Guys get caught drinking, guys smoking weed, guys having issues, okay? And you handle that. You don't oh Little Jimmy was smoking weed. I'm calling the cops, right? You know that's not what that's not how that works, right? You right. drug test kids, you handle that internally. So at some point, it crosses a threshold to where I can't handle this internally. This is a bigger problem than, all right, urine testing. You do it again, you're out. Zero tolerance, whatever. Mm-hmm. At some point, it crosses over into that, and I think there's a place where it's appropriate and a place where where it's not. And and it's got to be the line's got to be close to I got to take this to another level when it's yeah. fourteen hundred prescription pills. I don't. I mean that's a that, drug ring. 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what quantities like if if I have a panic, if I have anxiety disorder, and I go to the, I go to a doctor and he prescribes Xanax. I don't know what kind of quantities they come in. To, I mean, I would you, certainly not imagine. They give you 12 pills. They give you 30. I can't. I can't see them giving us. There were, Christian, that number was false. That number is not accurate. That 1400 number you're saying. Well, because in the second article that came out, the later article that came out, you're right. It was 1400 pills. But that was that was 1400 pills that was turned into J. Rob. The person, uh, somebody said to the the other half went in the, the river. The cops that they dumped half in the river before they gave J-Rob the quantity. So you're talking about 2,000, 3,000 pills. Now, I I don't see I don't see you going to a doctor and getting that quantity. I don't know what you get, but I, I that's a heck of a lot of pills, right? Oh my gosh. Um so so there is rampant problems there. Um that's you know, that's a federal thing. That's a Yeah, that's that's a big deal. However, let me say this. I don't know why I don't know why that kid went to the police. I don't know why anybody went to the police. Uh, maybe I'm old school. Maybe you could maybe you're going to say I'm off my rocker. But the way Jay handled it I don't know, man. That's that's the kind of coach I want to wrestle for to be honest with you. I mean, uh. th- but but the thing is you can't there, there's one thing. There's one thing that we've learned in, in society lately, you cannot handle things in-house any longer. You have to absolve all <laughs> responsibility. You cannot leave yourself any um, possibility of getting in trouble. You, it, it's a shame that you can't protect your wrestlers. It's a shame you can't protect your athletes. At the same time, though, it, and this is what I'm talking about, the line, Okay. Where, where's the line? I mean, you're running a drug ring. Do you, do you want that? I mean, for, for me, if I'm a coach and they're saying these are young wrestlers, freshman wrestlers, you got to figure or got to – I mean, you can at least assume. Yeah, the, part the, of the that, statement was uh, – They actually, the quote comes from one of the coaches. It says it's a coach. What? The, mm. Yeah, there's a quote that it says it came from one of the coaches that said we've had a lot of young – you know. It, it, this is this is with the young kids, and it's a it's a younger group, and they and they might not have been ready to adjust to college properly. Uh, 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 yeah, they might not have been able to adjust. Look it up; it's in the Star Tribune. No, so, so, so you're talking about you're probably talking about freshmen or the young group. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about a, a young group. If it's a part of that recruiting class that they had, you got to figure they're good wrestlers, and that's mm-hmm. when I don't like. Um, you're making exceptions. Come on, if this was if this was D string guy, and I don't know who it was, but if this was D string guy, you're kicking him out. You're chucking him. You're throwing him. So I, I feel Are like you? oh, Are you absolutely. You're running a drug ring. You're running a drug ring. This it's not prescription drug abuse. You are not only using. That's bad enough. You are distributing mass quantities of drugs. You know, uh, the yeah. What does that I mean, say about your the culture of your team? That's 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 that's, that's different. That, that might, that's that what might be we're a... talking about. It's not different. It's what we're talking about. You're saying you want to wrestle for that coach. I'm saying, I, I think that's a bridge too far. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, 
maybe one or two guys. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think uh, this is this is tough to say and on air, but I don't think everybody should. Everybody that took the one Xanax should be kicked off the team. Uh, this this is my total point. That's my total. That's my point completely. This is not, man. I got coach. I got a problem. I'm I'm using prescription drugs. It got carried away, and now I'm an addict. Or yeah, I coach. I gotta stop partying. Or I'm I'm smoking weed too much. This is a drug ring. Distri- mass distribution to the, not only not only are they selling, they're selling to the team, um, and they're selling outside. Uh, you you can't have that on. Yeah, that's, whoever's doing that got to be bounced, right? Okay, there you go. So, uh, at the same yeah. time, I think it is noble to you know try to handle it in house and because basically something like this it's a it could be a life ruiner. I mean, the, the pill, the pill thing is a plague. You, you know, I, I dork out on CNN, and read the, I listen to the news, read the news all the time, and it, the, I, it's foreign to me. So if it's foreign to me, it's probably foreign to Jay. But this, the pill thing is an epidemic that I don't understand really, and I'm sure that Jay really never had to deal with a group know, of wrestlers, right? This is that that did that. So I, it's probably foreign to him. How dangerous is it? How I mean, you read about it, but. Um, I know nothing. I'm 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 in my 30s, and I know nothing about the pills other than that everybody's freaking doing them. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. So that's where for for me, I don't know. I I get wind of this, and and this may sound idyllic or I don't know, like I'm I'm some I'm morally superior, but I would hope that at that point with 1400. We just got to separate here. You're, you're going to have to go. I don't know what I need to do to cover my bases. I'm not going to go out of my way to get you in trouble or to get you arrested or anything. But I, th- this is this that's a bridge too far, right? Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you're selling to my team. Not only do you have a problem, yeah, right? You're, you're 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 polluting my team. You're polluting my team. What kind? What is that culture? What does that say for your culture? And it's not one guy. They're saying it's like four. You know, uh, it's a there couple was, dudes. I, I don't want to say something that's inaccurate, but I think when I read one of the articles, it said something about mail order. Yeah, how the freak did – yeah. So crazy. I guess – I don't And I, it wasn't a coach that said that, Willie. It said another wrestler who spoke to the Star Tribune on the condition of anonymity. Been around Jay a while. It's the first time anything at this level has hit our program, the second source says. Obviously, we were a younger team last season, and this was more a younger that, issue. That was from that another was a wrestler. wrestler. That was another wrestler, a second wrestler. They came for a few guys came in that maybe weren't ready for the college transition. Yeah, scary. So, so it sounds like certainly freshmen, right? Freshmen, freshmen, several signs, signs point to freshmen. Yeah, so, um, I, so yeah, I mean, I'm with you, I'm with you on the people who were distributing, they need, they need to be bounced, they need to be gone. But, um, I don't know. You know, you you don't kick everybody off for smoking a joint. I, I like I don't know if a kid what if a kid bought one one or two times, do you kick him off? Yeah, and that's where hey, that's where it gets tough. I mean you could gut your you get I mean how rampant was this? How many of these kids were buying? If they were selling enough if they were if they were selling enough that they had a team rate for them? That they were five dollars for the team and eight dollars for a regular student. If if they're coming up with a team rate, um, 
you got to figure it's it's more than just right. Yeah, you get the team rate discount. Yeah. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's it's. And it's, it's. I tell you too. It's. It's it's not it's not drinking. It's not weed. It's not even cocaine. It's it's a, it's a hot button. Pills. These pills things are hot buttons right now. Right. Like like, everybody. You say concussion. And everybody scatters like crazy. Uh, you say pills and like. There's going to be problems there. Problems. So the, now the question points to what's going to be the fallout with the athletes and how culpable are, are the coaches in this? What happens with legendary coach Jay Robinson? You know, it's it's, it's long been speculated how many more years is Jay going to do it? He's 69 years old and all. Um, I mean, but they keep, they keep having a quality product. Last year was a down year, but it was – I'm not gonna say by design, but they every, a, yeah. everyone's it was a knew. rebuilding year. Yeah, they graduated. What I don't like is that Jay's been at it forever. He's been awesome. He's been awesome. He never had these kind of problems surface. He's he's been a great coach, a great leader, great businessman, a great mentor of young men, and then this comes up at the end of his career. Yeah, uh, an iconic. It's it's a little. It's not fair to him. It's a little. Yeah, I mean, well, we you don't know that it it could be. We don't know all the details. Yeah. You don't know that if it's fair or unfair. These kids made a mistake. His response to it is what what he'll be judged on. I mean, it's a little, and to a lesser degree. And this is talking about hot button, the a little paternalish, guy. Ow. Just, yeah, there, there's, there's, there's 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 some correlation there in that. There's parallel there's with the legacy thing. Legacy to me, to me, Paterno was a monster though, in my my opinion. Here's the thing, right? I mean, with the with the Paterno thing, you leave that you leave that story going. That dude ain't what I thought he was. That dude ain't what I thought he was. Right. He did some bad things. With the J Rob thing, I'm like, it's ambiguous. I, I don't think it's. I don't even think it's ambiguous. I'm like, man, he was trying to do right and. He was he was trying to do right, right? If my kid comes home, if my kid comes home and said, and I figured out he shoplifted, am I taking him? Am I taking him to the cops? Or am I? Or am I? Or am I making him do chores for two weeks? He's grounded. He has no phone. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, this isn't little Timmy shoplifting a Snickers. This is, this is. What if he stole some Jordans? A... <laughs> now we're talking. Now, now we're moving it up. Um, right. We we don't make light Get of it to, though, to minimize. Right? Yeah, but the the point, I guess I'm getting at is is that is that the is that the distribution is bigger than just stealing a Snickers, right? It's it's right. It's more than just. Yeah. It's not a one off thing. It's it's tough, and I I, I don't know what this is going to mean for Coach Robinson. Um, obviously, we we love Jay. He's been a great. He's been great to flow wrestling. He's great for the sport, and regardless of how this p- plays out, it's it's not something you want to have associated with your your legacy late in your career. But I don't see how this doesn't impact it in some way. But it's early in the story, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll get more light shed shown on his um on on his response, but. If nothing else, just take Jay Robinson out of it, out of the equation at all. If nothing else, the baseline is 
major drug problem in Minnesota. And that cannot be really argued or refuted unless well it, I mean there's they've te- never had they've never had it before, right? It's a group of kids. Yeah, but you never have the Jay, same Jay, team. Jay Jay has Jay's been coaching there for a gazillion years and it's never been a problem. Uh, yeah, but you can get rid of those kids and right. a healthier team will be better. But you got to get rid of the kid. You got to get rid of that culture. Right. right. Can't let that culture infiltrate what has been a, a a wonderful model program for years, decades. Unbelievable. I um. Unreal. Unreal. I so. This was. Th- this is not going away. This is something I think more will come to light. I, the Minnesota has released a statement. It's it's more or less a, a non-statement. It doesn't you know. We're, we take this stuff seriously. We're, there's a investigation going on. No, nothing really at all. Nothing, and nothing from Coach Robinson either. So I don't yeah. know. I don't okay. know where it's going. That's a sour note, but um, super sour. But uh, okay, let's move on to something more wrestling. Uh, interesting, I guess. Yeah. Not uh, not off the mat stuff, but um, Christian. We, we did. I did a oh, I 2010, 2010 recruiting rewind, and you know we always get excited. I get really geeked out on recruiting class rankings, and and I don't know my kind of my forte is um, prospects. You know, uh-huh. I love I love prospects. I love seeing how they'll develop at the next level, and I love recruiting class rankings. But very seldom, um, never. <laughs> Did I go back and reevaluate those classes and see how just how good they did? Well, uh, today I put up a story on reevaluating 2010, and I picked 2010 because we're six years out, and and all those kids have graduated, so their stories have already been written, mm-hmm. and you can evaluate fully um, how those classes panned out. And uh, I uh, um, got some help from you on the you know as I was writing the story. I was like, Christian, hey, check these out and, and um, tell me how you would re-rank them. But looking at the classes of 2010 and and you, obviously, you look through 1 through 25. Yeah. Um, what were some of the things that jumped out to you? I would say the first thing that jumped out to me is when you consider Penn State and how they, they have this like um, – those that would be a little dismissive of Penn State would be like, well, they get the best guys that, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, this class was basically not impactful at all, and it was the number three overall class. It was, I believe, Kale's first big class. Yeah. For those of you who don't follow message boards, <laughs> there's a big um, there's a big back and forth between the Iowa and Penn State fans where the Iowa fans basically say, well, Penn State wins not because Kale's a great coach, but because they recruit the best. I think and that's starting to change, too. I think the, That's starting to change, yes. I mean, slowly Iowa fans are kind of acknowledging, yeah, Kale coaches some dudes up. You know, so that's, that's kind of ebbing. But to your point, Christian, Penn State's been really, really good, and this class was pretty much a failure. Um, here were their guys, Frank Martellotti, both Altons, Hank Stinson, Dirk Cowburn, Sam Sherlock, Seth Blights, Nick Regier. So, and, and with this class, what, what's important, it's a point that Willie made and I kind of alluded to, you can't just judge a class on 
how many podium finishes they got out of the guys, right? Like, the example I keep point coming back to are the Dardanes brothers, where, no, did they get on the podium a bunch? No. But you had four, two guys who both for four years were basically top ten guys in an entire season for four straight years, okay? So you're getting great use out of them. Whether they place or not, okay, that increases their, their your return. But you got, the, the Dardanes weren't a bust. They were very helpful, okay? With Penn State, not only did they only get one All-American out of it with Dylan Alton's freshman third-place finish, they didn't get a lot of starting years out of these guys. Martellotti, half a a year. Hank Stinson, I don't think he ever started. Sherlock, never the starter. Rougier, Bites, uh, Calburn, I think eventually transferred. Um, Dylan was a couple-year starter, got hurt. Andrew, couple-year starter, got hurt. So you really didn't get the return. So my point is... Penn St- not everything has always panned out even the way Penn State thought it would. Um, and, and So that was my first takeaway. And I, I think for me that the things that stick <clears throat> out are the, the classes that don't pan out more than the ones that do. I think that Minnesota... So you could, yeah, yeah so, okay, let me, let me just give an overview. Maybe should have led with that, but um, you guys can click. It's, it's at the top of the page right now, but... In 2010, the top class was, was Iowa. Number two, Northwestern. Three, Penn State. Four, Cornell. Five, Minnesota. Iowa in that class had Jeva, Ballweg, Mike Kelly, Nick Moore, Mike Evans, Baldessero, and Bobby Telford. Um, Baldessero was a guy that at one time was ranked number one in the country, but Fell off he, didn't, he, he didn't really last. Um, so in the end... What Iowa got was a couple years starting service from Jeva, a couple years starting service from Kelly, a couple years starting service from Moore, and two guys who AA'd. So they got two AAs in that class with Evans and Telford. So they, they got good use. I mean, was it the number one in hindsight? No. But they got good use out of that class. It's a very good, uh, a very good recruiting class. And it, you know, sometimes... You just hope for it to be close to your expectations. Like, that's kind of a win. Because if you look at Northwestern's, Colin Schober, Caleb Friedley, Lee Munster, Alex Polizzi, Mike McMullen was good, Pierce Harger was good. But that was, that was ouch. I mean, Harger was the one unranked guy in the class, and he ended up being the second best guy of that group. That's right. Um, Same with Cornell. And I put it out in the beginning, too. And I cannot, I cannot overstate this, is that, when kids come out of high school, there's there's higher expectations, right? If I am a, I don't know, Pitt or Ohio State or any any fan, I'm going to say, okay, we signed this guy, we signed that guy, we signed this guy. He can plug. He's going to be good. He's going to be an AA. Like, but you say these things because you've seen them as fans. You've seen them as high schoolers. They're ranked seventh in the country, and and you think they're really good, right? They don't all pan out. They don't even all get to start. And so I think every time, if if you polled everybody, in 2020, there'd be 150 AAs at every weight because everybody thinks their guy's going to AA. It doesn't happen. So a good recruiting class nets two or three starters. Solid starters, yeah. maybe four. If, and, and to illustrate that, only Minnesota and Edinburgh had more than 
three AAs. Everybody else was two or less, and there was only a couple with two AAs, like Iowa. Right. So Minnesota, we uh, I determined I I feel like that was ended up being the number one class between the two Dardanes brothers, Dylan Ness and Scott Schiller. Uh, they got a lot of quality quality use out of those. No, I didn't. I four. when I did the article, I didn't. Um, I didn't include. You know, I'm not going to go back and recap all 25 of them. No, all 25 classes. But what I did put in is the classes from like six to 12 or something like that. I mean, they didn't do good at all. I mean, there was like maybe like Nebraska was in there. They had one AA. Um, the uh, Oklahoma was in there. They had zero AAs. They they signed like eight ranked kids, and none of them, none of them. I mean, half of them didn't even start. So you got to temper your expectations. Cornell was number four, and they got one AA out of the whole group, and that was from Christopher Lalonga his senior year. Um, now. The, the foil to that, the op, uh, Edinburgh was 16 and Missouri was 22, Christian. Wow. How awesome did they do in those classes? I mean, Port, Shop, Habit, Mines. So you got four long-term starters. Port, um, a two-time finalist. Shop, three-time A. Port was a three-time A. Habit, a two-time All-American and a finalist. I mean, they just, Tim Flynn finds these guys. I mean, Habit was number 15 coming out. And mm-hmm. it, it took a little bit. I mean, Habit wasn't always, but he developed and developed and developed. Now he's a Habit has gone from uh, okay, solid to national finalist to he almost made the Olympics. Like he's like he's qualified for the Olympics. He's a he's a failed drug tester two away from being in the Olympic games. Um, so they they did great. Minnesota with this number twenty two, Allen Waters. Drake Hudeshell and Johnny Eblen. Missouri. Missouri. I'm sorry, I don't know what I even said, but I mean Missouri. Uh, Missouri, Waters, Hudeshell, and Eblen. Waters was, was fairly highly ranked. He was a guy, he's another guy where he placed twice, but even the two years he didn't, he was a one seed. Like, you got great use out of him for four years. Yeah, great. Though great he didn't still. place every time. Um, that guy won you some dual meets. He won some tournaments. He, he was really good for four years, four years straight. And, uh, you know, Johnny Eblen rounded into a very quality guy. He was a guy that was probably top six or seven his senior year in the country. So they got good return on him, an unranked guy. And that's kind of, you know, you know Missouri and, and Edinburgh, that's, that's almost their MO. They get good, and they can make them great. Or they can get solid and make them pretty dang good. And, and that they're not the only ones, but, you, but they I do it. I, I would venture to say that the group – that Minnesota brought in, um, when you get Dardanes, Dardanes, Ness, Schiller, I'm telling you, that has to that has to result in one of the better classes, the better productions. I mean, you don't find that. You don't find that. You don't find four year starters or or, not, or four year contributors, multiple time AAs. You don't find that. Four All Americans in one class. Yeah. That's four. Yeah. Find, Find another find another class that's done that. It's really um, hard to in do. any in any year, right? In any year. Um, so Christian, Christian re-ranked them. I said, Christian, take a look at these. What would you consider the best class? And Christian went Minnesota, Dardanes, Dardanes, Ness, Schiller, Edinburgh, Habit, Port, um, Shop, Shop, Iowa, Evans, Baldacero, and some quality years out of Jeva, Moore, Mike Telford, Kelly. Telford, Telford, not Baldacero. Or Telford. 
Telford. Uh, Ohio State. Now, Ohio State had Logan and, and Demas. That's it. But it's like. But Logan gets four titles, and Demas <laughs> had a. Demas, like, you, you take that. That's a, Demas had a very strong career. He, he really did. Uh, round of 12 a couple times, solid starter. It, it's tough. I mean, Logan, how do you factor in a four-time national champion in, in hindsight? Um, you know, even him on his own is up. Is if what if they just signed Logan Steber? Is that a? Fi- I mean, <laughs> it's a. It's like a. He probably scored a hundred points at NCAAs well, in four years. I know that's why some some people he's been some people criticize me when I I rank. So I rank. So it was Logan Steber, Josh Demas. I ranked the class eighth. And you know, so you get people criticizing. Well, they only signed one star. How can he be eighth? Well, they're because it's it's gonna. They're pretty good, right? You ranked him fourth. I guess I had him under rank. Yeah, you blew it. Hating on hating on Logie Bear. Come on, man. So I don't know. I thought it was a fun article. I think it's neat to look back and. Uh, it's fun to look back at the projected weights. For me, I thought that was that yeah, was I had funny. Port. I had Port. You had Port as a twenty-five thirty-three. He's big yeah. as a barn. It, yeah. It's fight. Eblin so maybe works. I'll do this. You know, each year. You look back next year. Um, you know, we'll do the class of 2011. I love it. I love it. I think it's cool. great. I, hey, Christian Piles. Yo, yo. Russian Nationals starts in like 10 hours, bro. 10 hours? Yeah. That sounds good. I'll be conscious in 10 hours. Uh, no, you won't. In 10 hours? Well, conscient. Yeah. You'll be sleeping. No, I won't. That's like 840. Well, mm, Come on. Okay. I don't go to bed that early. You'll be in your onesie. That's okay. I'll still be awake. You'll be you will be in your bed, peeking at the score on your phone of the Golden State Warriors game. Oh, is that tonight too? I don't know. I'll be definitely watching Russian Nationals as much as Put I on. can. I hope a lot of that ends up on YouTube because I can't. When stay Katie up. gets home, at, when Katie gets home at five, you better tell her to put on a pot of coffee. It's gonna be a late one. <laughs> Might stay up till ten thirty. We, we're about that Keurig life. No more pots of coffee. Um, yeah, I know. I'm I'm excited for that. Excited to watch. So who who you got? Who you got at 57? I put out a poll. I didn't even look at I, I tweeted a poll the other day. Because um, 57's, 57's hot. It's hot in the streets. I like, always have liked, buy one, get one. Bogo. Buy one, get one free. Give me Bogo. You like, no. So you like him too? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of Lebedev. Well, he got carbon monoxide poisoning. He ain't wrestling? He's wrestling. He's entered. I know, but that's like why he's not as good anymore. He he was poisoned. What? Yeah, Lee Roper. He's still, he's still good enough to. I know. Even even while poisoned, he's pretty good. I don't think Armpar is going to get radioactive. through. Radioactive. Um. So at fifty-seven, look, Lebedev's ranked third in the world. Musakayev is ranked seventh in the world. Rashidov's ranked ninth in the world. Ampar's not even ranked at any weight. And Bogomolov is, is ranked second at 61. And they have Otar Sultanov as well. Yeah, he's been on a... What's he been doing? I don't know. He won the Olympics four years ago, though. I know, but he ain't, he ain't been in the streets much. I know, but he's back. He's I back. love that dude. He's good. He's good. So I don't, I don't know who's going to win. Um, I'm saying bogey, but it might be. I don't know who's going to win either. It's more of a want for me, right? 
I'd yeah. like to see. Lebedev used to be my favorite, and then he turned into not, oh, yeah. not that fun of a guy. To, he used to be my favorite. So, you know who used to be my favorite? Well, I think everybody's favorite was uh, Kudikov. But I really used to like Opan, Opan Sa. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, Opan was fun. He was really fun. But who do they got? he was number one uh, at the time. Logan Sieber once beat him. 65... Do you figure Romanov's the the guy to beat there? Yeah. Back to back, he won and then he was bronze last year. Kind of had that weird, or was he? Shoot, I don't he, know. he got upset. No. He got upset. He wasn't. He wasn't in the finals, that's for sure. Well, yeah, I know. Um, that's why. So bronze is Gazi, not the finals. Is Gazi Mogomedov? What's his situation? I I don't know. Uh, for sixty five. Yeah, I mean, is anybody going to challenge Romano? I don't think so. I don't think anyone is on is on his level. All right. I think Romanov's the best guy. I think Godoyev, I mean, come on. There's no way they don't send Godoyev. Oh, I mean, they have the number two and number three guy in the world. Don't matter. They got, Russian has the number one 70 kilogram guy, the number two 74, and the number three 74. I'm reading here in the document. Way, <laughs> I'm sorry to skip ahead, but Willie has for 97 kilograms. The guys listed, he has Kutsalov, Kadisov, and Diana Bull. Hey, <laughs> for why don't you to... stick with the script? Why are you jumping ahead? Because I started laughing. I had to explain. We can skip around. It's our show. We do what we want. Hey, Nishan's gonna be calling in uh, any minute now. All right. Well, we can talk about Russian until Nishan calls. Yeah, let's let's do that. We'll get. Well, his... who do you have at 74? I'm not just. Yeah, I have Godoyev. Come on. Well, I mean, I have Godoyev too, but it ain't a foregone conclusion. These dudes can roll. Sabalov's uh, good. He is not on Godoyev's level, in my opinion. In my opinion, 86 is already... 86 on the third day God created says it's alive. Oh, that is blasphemy. What? Guy wins two years in a row and he's... Come on. Settle down. I'm ready. I'm ready for... Well, I mean, it's... someone needs to derail this... His... I hope it does get derailed. Oh, I hope I it hope does it... get derailed. What I'm saying is, though, he's awesome in the conversation for pound for pound number one, and he's already on the team, so it doesn't. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, but you ain't got to hype him up like he's like this wonder of the earth. Come like on. the whole world doesn't. Like the whole world don't. Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I know. It just bro's been doing it better and longer. Next question. Okay, that's because God made him on the second day. <laughs> Ninety-seven. It's Salov, Gadisov, D-Ball. <laughs> Voltikayev. Voltikayev. He ain't clean. He ain't clean. He ain't clean. But he might be now. They just locked him in the... They just locked him away. Didn't let him compete. Didn't... And just bulked him up. How about this? That's so... Yeah. How about it? How about Russia? We kind of did that with Daniel Dennis, except they just... He just went to the woods and... Lived off the land. That is opposite of... He's like the anti-Boltikayev. Listen, 97. How absurd is this? Russia has ranked in the world number one, number three, and number four. One of them gets to go. Gatsilov, number one. Gadisov, number three. Boltikayev, number four. I don't think they send Gadisov. I don't think it's him. I don't think. Are he you kidding him. me? The other guys. He was, like, 
He was like pound for pound number three. Okay. Going to, going to Worlds last year. I'm just telling you. It's been proved. Hey, Nishan's calling. Enough of your nonsense. Here we go. That's it. Hey, Nishan, are you there? Hey, what's going on? What's happening, man? You're on with Willie and, and Christian. How are things for you? Oh, doing quite excellent. Just get a little Starbucks. Oh, that's a... Hanging that's, out. That's a good way to start. Yeah. What, what kind of coffee do you like? Uh, I got myself a green tea frappa chino. Oh, wow. Sounds very... That sounds incredibly healthy. Sounds incredibly healthy. It, you know what? Health factor... Uh, very high right now. Nice, nice, man. Well, hey, um, since uh, Olympic trials, you what, yeah, what you been right doing? Oh, what was that? Yeah, Willie. Well, since Olympic trials, what you been doing? Where you at? What's going on with you? Yeah, so uh, since Olympic trials, I've kind of been uh, traveling a lot, taking care of school, getting tests done. Um, uh, really just trying to figure out my life. Uh, and then, and then my next steps, what I've been, what I'm trying to do. Nice. You've been, uh, you're, you're on the World Cup team, um, so I assume you've still been, been actively training as well. Yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah, I actually, there is, I'm, I may not be going to the World Cup. I am, oh. I was, I, I did commit to that, but um, you know, I'm, I'm making a, a pretty big life transition in the next week. Um, that I believe is going to actually hinder my focus from actually competing. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, well, hey, you. But before we get to the the big announcement, Nishan, um, you, you mentioned you're, you're finishing school. Have you graduated? What What was your degree in? Um, I haven't graduated yet. I graduate on Sunday afternoon. Uh, my degree will be in development sociology. Uh, with the minor communications and religious studies. Awesome, man. That's very cool. Well, congrats on that. I'm sure you'll be uh, very excited to be uh, to be done with school and moving on to the next chapter of your life, Nishan. Well, um, obviously you you blew you blew our minds a little bit at the Olympic trials. We thought you looked excellent. You were right there uh, with Ramos. It seems like you could probably go with just about anybody. Um, and and so the questions for your future started to come up. So. Nishan, uh, I guess we'll, we'll let's go ahead and do it. What's next for you? Where are you going to be? Um, what's your future plans? So, guys, how's it going? So, my future plans right now. I am. Uh, I'm going to Arizona State. Uh, I'm going to be continuing my career. What's up, my man? With uh, doing excellent. Uh, I'm going to be continuing my my career with uh, Zeke Jones and, and Chris Johnson and then those guys over at Arizona State uh, and um, and the Sunkiss kids. Wow. Well, congratulations uh, on that decision. Um, why do you think Arizona State is the spot for you, Nishan? Um, you know, there's there's a, a lot of a lot of different reasons, but I believe uh, some of the first uh, from the first reason. Hey, what's up, my man? Bless you, man. Uh, I think <laughs> the first couple of reasons is um, I just really um, I really believe that I I, I can like, be able to sell. Um, with Zeke Jones, um, I mean, for a guy who competed until he was, you know, 31, he has the the freestyle know-how, um, uh, wherewithal. He has the understanding of the sport. Um, I, I was just very impressed with, uh, with 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 what he did and and how he, he's just intelligent about the the, the sport of freestyle wrestling. 
Um, I'm also looking. I just. Um, I'm 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 a man who who I don't like to be stagnant. Um, I I enjoy I I like change. I like I like mm-hmm. changing. Um, I, I I don't want to ever just get stuck in a place and 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 be settled in a place and not be able to experience life. Um, and and different people and different and different things like that. So that's that's probably the couple biggest. I I saw when I was out there. Um, I saw the potential. I saw what it could be. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I'm all about uh, you know hope. You know, because because hope is not hope unless unless you you can if you if you see it. Hope isn't hope if you see it. So I'm I'm the, I, it just gives me a lot of hope that like you know that Sun Kiss Kids and, and and just doing that 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 program, being a part of of, of something new, being part of something fresh. Um, and I'm just really excited to be able to to be a part of that. Excellent. That's great. So you you graduate Sunday. What's your timeline? When are you going to Tempe? Um, so I'll be moving to Tempe within the uh, within the next. Uh, Matt, how's it going, man? Uh, I'll be moving there within the next week or so, probably next week. Wow. Um, so mm-hmm. you you spent the last five years really at at Cornell. How tough was the decision to, to leave Cornell, and, and what did what did Coach Cole say when when you told him you'd be headed to Arizona State? You know, uh, it was really difficult. Um, <laughs> it was it was it was very difficult um, for me to do. You know, these are guys have been my mentors. Um, you know, my 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 father figures, uh, the guys who have kind of really implemented uh, the the mentality I have and, and the. And um, you know, just really building into me as 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 a, not only as as an athlete but as a as a person, and um, so it was, it was a difficult uh, decision. But um, and you know, I, I talked to Cole about it because I actually the day before I'd made my decision, I had actually made a decision to stay here, and um, you know, I got uh, I got together with some with a couple um, of my uh, with a few of my friends and. Um, and then prayed about it, and um, and just really felt um, kind of all across the board that 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 I needed to to go, and that my my next place and where I felt like God was uh, was calling me was was actually Arizona State, um, you know, and um, so yeah, that's that's really kind of the biggest that's kind of really the biggest thing, and you know, and, and Cole obviously he's uh, you know I, I believe that obviously he's a bit you know. He was, I think he was a little bit hurt, you know, just because I, I, because his offer was so great and he wants the best for me and he never wants me to struggle. He never wants me to have to, to go through uh, any hard times or anything like that. And he wants me to be safe and he believes that he can best, um, he can rightly uh, provide for me the right things. I believe that he totally, absolutely, 100% can. Um, but I, uh, I, I just, I believe me, along with my family, really believe that I just need to to move on and uh and and just and see life in a different place and um and uh yeah so that's that's what we believe. So what um looking forward to your future schedule? I think everybody really enjoys um everybody's always enjoyed your style and uh, your explosiveness and um. And and they want to see how you develop in in freestyle. What what might be some of the things you're going to hit some international tournaments? 
Yeah, you know, uh, me, me and Zeke, uh, again, that's just one of the reasons why I really want to go out there. Is that Zeke's already got a plan out. He already mm-hmm. knows what we need to do. He's Where's, already got... You have specific oh, tournaments. Where are we going to see you at? Um, I will... I believe that there's a tournament in December that I'll be at. Um, I believe that there's uh, some 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 Europe some Europeans or some tournaments uh, in February that I'll be going to. Um, I can't tell you specifically what it is, mm-hmm. uh, but but the thing is, but he knows, you know. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to know that somebody knows they have the plan, they have uh, you know the the peaking process, how to get better, um, what it looks like. Um, you know, scheduling how to how to how, and and then really just going to that next level to be that 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 Olympic uh, that to be at that Olympic level and to train at that Olympic level. And I believe that that uh, he, I just really trust him in, in that in that sense in that regard. Yeah, they they recently announced there's going to be a World Championships for the non-Olympic weights, Nishan, in in Budapest. Um, will you consider wrestling at 61 kilograms to make the world team? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Outstanding. Do you see yourself... So, it's an Olympic year. You didn't make the Olympic team this year. So, we're going to have three years where there's all eight weights. Do you see yourself as a 57-kilo guy? Or do you see yourself as... Um, and this is more for world teams. I know guys will bounce up weights. You'll go enter a tournament, go 61 just for mat time. But for your world weight, do you see yourself as a 61 or a 57 long term? Um... Well, you know, I believe that. I mean, I believe that where, wherever I go, I believe that I'll be able to excel. Um, I would. I would. Love, sorry, one second. Sorry. Uh, um, I would love. Um, I'd love to really discuss that more with 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 Zeke and and talk to him a little bit more. Sure. Um. Obviously, you know, get out of May twenty five this year. Yeah, probably, but. But I've been miserable doing it, yeah. And it is a little bit different, you know, freestyle is a little bit different training and this is just pretty much my job. Yeah. But um you know I I would uh I, I just kinda wanna see where where things go and see where things head. Awesome. If I feel good, I, I all I wanna do is feel good and, and wrestle and and get better. That's that's it. I don't wanna have to worry about uh, anything else. So whatever helps me to, to be to be better um, and I think that's the reason why I was able to to, to, to excel this year um, on the mat and uh, be so dominant on the mat this year was because I didn't I didn't have to worry about weight I didn't have to worry about um, you know you know cutting and the grind of it all I didn't, that was one less thing I had to worry about and so um, when I can have that as a stressor like when that stress is off of me I can I can go full full ahead and 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 just really give the show that people want to see. Outstanding. Um, and just to clarify, your your position or, or your role at Arizona State, or is it a coaching role or are you just – is it strictly training? Um, I'm strictly training, um, but I'm I'm there for whatever they need me for. Sure. Right. Gotcha. Right. Well, well, we're happy for you, Nishan. That's for sure. Yep. Thanks so much Thank for so – uh, um, Coming on, sharing your decision. We're excited to see the next chapters uh, of your life. Good luck with graduation. Good luck with the move. Do you have anything else for us before we let you go? Um, no, thank thank you guys so much. Uh, 
I really appreciate you guys being the, the conduits by, by which uh, uh, this information gets out, and I, I really appreciate and I want to honor you guys' work. Um, you guys are doing a great job, and, and I really appreciate that you guys are uh, really being advocates for the, for the sport of wrestling, and, um, and I appreciate your love for it. And uh, it, it, it's, it's pretty it's a pretty amazing thing. If we didn't have you guys, there, I don't think the sport would be growing as, as well as it is right now. So I just thank you guys so much, and I just want to honor you guys. Hey, thanks so much, Nashawn. Thank that means a lot. Proud of you. Have a good day, buddy. Uh, Enjoy that frappuccino. Uh, you know it. <laughs> All right, see you, man. Right, see you, buddy. So there it is, Nashawn Garrett headed he's, to Arizona State. He's popular in Ithaca. He goes. Yeah. He, <laughs> he goes, What's up? He goes to the Starbucks. Everybody knows him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also he's like the most. It's not like you or me. He's like a very personable, friendly individual but <laughs> holy cow so good Nishan news. garrett to arizona state good news for arizona state you know they they get a lightweight guy in the room um that they can train up you know they're putting a whole team together and and it probably helps for recruiting purposes no oh my gosh absolutely i mean and this is an area where they've struggled to recruit the lightweights they haven't they've they weren't able to get a Suriano. They weren't able to get a, a Spencer Lee, guys that they, they actively pursued. They weren't able to get any elite 25-pounders. They were in on Michich for a while. They tried to get him, but he ended up in Michigan. So they've kind of swung and missed there. Who doesn't want to come and train with Sean yeah, Garrett for four or five years? Elite elite lightweight. I mean, go work in the same room as Sean? There yeah. You go. Okay, there you go. And and that's, you know, this is a, this is a very reciprocal relationship, right? Like, this is going to help Nishan, you know, uh, it's probably, I mean, Cornell was obviously a good spot for Nishan, but you hear, you know, he he doesn't want to be in the same place for an extended period of time. You understand that, and he thinks that um, Coach Jones and all of his experience can help him. So you understand I'm that. With him. I'm with him. You know, some we talk often about how much we travel and stuff, and it's it's for some people and it's not for some people. I, I, I liked his response where he said he likes change. I've, I've moved around a lot of places, and uh, – I enjoy the experience. So, um, some some people just like change, you know. And and, um, and you know, I he's, hope he's been in Ithaca. I hope he loves it out there. Yeah, he's been there for five years. It's probably it's probably you know maybe time time for him. And um, I, I think it's I think it's it's great for Sunkist. It's great for for Arizona State. And um, he's he's a threat, man. If if there's a if there's a free agent right now that you, that you could get. He might be the the number one guy. When you oh consider, yeah. When you if you're consider a franchise, his... if you're starting a franchise and you need you need a future fifty seven or sixty one for that matter, that's a good pickup. Yeah. The sky's sky's the limit for for Nishan Garrett, and um, yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff. We're excited that we were that they uh, that he would want to come on and, and announce it to to the wrestling world that way. And we think this is a big deal, and we think. These guys, we, we, we make so much of, and I said this to Willie, we'll, we'll make a huge deal about, uh, you know, Spencer Lee, and it is a huge deal, or, or Nick Suriano or whatever. This is a proven guy, or even a lesser, le- those guys are like, whatever. Any recruit, we'll make right. a big deal out of it. The number, and you don't the know, 20, and you don't know right, what the they're going to get. The number 22 kid recruit, the number 22 recruit in the country verbals and, and we make a story of it 
This is has much mag more magnitude, right? I mean, you know exactly what he what you're getting at a minimum. You know, okay, this guy can freaking roll. This guy is is one of the best guys in the country. We already know it. We already know he can compete with the best guys. So now it's just a question of how high he can reach. Whereas, you know, a, a number 20 overall recruit, the, the, you, you never know. They haven't proven at that level. And this guy's proven it really at, at all the levels within our country. So it's a bigger deal. We want to make this a big deal. We want these moves to be important. We want the, our senior level guys to, you know, be treated with the importance that they, they truly have. And we think this is a this is a big deal. So very, very cool stuff. And uh, Willie, I'm not sure what uh, what other takes we can have other than congrats to Nation, Arizona State, yeah, I'm and excited best of luck. Him. And uh, how excited. I'm glad. I was so glad to hear he's going 61 for the Worlds. You know, he's going to try to make that team. And we're still mm -hmm. waiting to hear when those trials are. We don't know. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to hear when the trials are. I can't wait to find out who's all in the mix for those spots. Uh, and I don't know. I guess you would. we would know by now, right, if Nashon was – we should have asked him about Akron. Oh, snap. Um, I don't but, think he's going. I'm pretty sure he's not going, actually. It doesn't sound like – I mean, he graduates on Sunday. I doubt it. But um, that's one of the – I mean – I'm a dork, right? So I want to. I'm a wrestling geek, so I want to know who is wrestling at Akron. And th these college kids get on the stick. They always register so late. Yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. But um, hey. But no, good 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 thing for Nation. We wish him the best of luck. We thank him for coming on the show. Anything else, Christian? Let's wrap her up. Let's get Russian on out of here. Russian Brackets just came out, by the way. We'll have to check that yeah, out. Uh, yeah, Ryan Holmes sent me a link. It's in Russian. It's in Cyrillic. Yeah, that's uh, it's not my native tongue. I can't read that stuff. So we're going to have to throw that thing in Google Translate or something. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. We got great stuff coming up all day. Check out that Dan Dennis trailer if you haven't already. We will see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Next Tuesday, we'll run it right back for you. Episode 122. See ya.